This is Millennial Money Mindset. If you want the fruit, you need the roots. Thanks so much for joining us. My name's Neil Doig. I'm the founder of Money Tips, getting more money into your pocket, more time in your day, and more happiness in your life. 2023, what are the opportunities? What are the threats? This is what we're going through in today's episode. So thanks so much for joining us. Millennial Money Mindset. If you want the fruits, you need the roots. So it's what a year 2022 has been and there's been so much happening. And if you didn't already have a look at my video, I did a prediction for 2022 way back in 2021. I was asked to speak at the London Investors Show in front of 100 people and about 50 to 100 people and basically gave my predictions what I thought was happening and I'll link a video to my predictions in in the the comments or in one of the the screens around you and yeah i i was pretty pleased i got it pretty much uh nine out of ten predictions were right so uh, it's put a lot of pressure on me to get this one these predictions right for 2023 i've had a bit of analysis paralysis because so much is happening but i've kind of deep dived into a lot of reports a lot of um kind of papers that that people are predicting and I'm going to give my kind of thoughts of the biggest opportunities, the biggest threats that I see happening, the kind of strengths and the weaknesses of the economy and yeah there's been a lot that's been happening. So let's let's get right into it. I've got about 10 kind of themes that I think are gonna be quite impactful for your life. This, This is, before I start, this is guidance not advice, this is education. These are just my kind of thoughts don't take this as financial advice do your own research these are not tips but i'm just going to give about kind of 10 kind of areas where i think i'm going to break it down into kind of the strengths weaknesses opportunities and threats to stay right to the end and we're going to go right into it so number one i think is going to be automation this is probably almost an obvious choice but i think some of the obvious choices that are kind of the best ones happening if you haven't been practicing with kind of chat GPT, where have you been? It's kind of, um, yeah, it's it's everywhere on TikTok. I'm in a technology business, Money Tips is an education technology company. And it's gonna be, this is gonna be quite an impactful new tool that people have been using. So how is this gonna impact people's lives? So it's gonna make lives easier, this is the good thing. So there are good things and bad things, but on the flip side, there's gonna be a lot of jobs that are gonna be outsourced to ChatGPT, or and that is gonna be outsourced into AI. If you look at any of the, the tech jobs out there, there's been a lot of cuts. Uh, I know BuzzFeed have made a few people redundant, quite a few people redundant, because they're using ChatGPT instead of the humans to create their own content in as a business an education business myself you it's it's much easier to create content using ai it's i fun enough actually to 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 prepare for this this episode i actually said to ChatGPT, what are going to be the 10 most impactful i asked that question what are going to be the most 10 impactful themes of 2023 and it came up with some pretty good answers i have to say but the downside to ai it's not as they're kind of stock answers they're kind of very generic answers that yeah they're they're good any any kind of search on the internet is going to find these answers but it's it's without a doubt it's going to get better and it's going to impact a lot of people there's going to be a lot of jobs that are going to be um taken over by ai 
So as an investor, you you have to almost think about this from a different point of view. It's a different mindset. This is this channel is called Millennial Money Mindset. So from a from a point of view, you have to be thinking actually how can I profit from this? And there's loads of ways to profit from from this new AI AI tool. So look at look at companies that are going to benefit. There's huge amounts of companies that are going to benefit. Microsoft are going to be they've bought billions of pounds they've spent billions of pounds into this unique software itself so how how are you as an investor going to benefit so and there are huge other um there are companies going to make um, lots of money from ai there's a a company called uh nvida n-v-i-d-a hadn't even heard of it before but i did a bit of research and it's basically making money from they they i think they do the chips for the automation. So that's gonna be a huge kind of benefit for this company, that the growth of AI. There's another one called, uh, I don't even know how to pronounce it, P-L-L-A-N-T-A-R. This is uh, Palantria, I wanna say, but yeah, I don't know how, how to pronounce that. But essentially they're looking at data and decisions. So I mean, this, these companies are gonna do great guns with kind of the, the growing tendency for AI. So it's going to make everything easier. Think of it like having a robot in 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 your room with you. Think of it like C three PO from Star Wars. That the the kind of um, that guy walking around with you, the golden you know robot who's going to basically walk around with you. And if you think of him in Star Wars, he has he knows like I don't know thousands of languages. He can answer any questions, but he doesn't have the kind of the heart of um, like Han Solo. If if you get that analogy, so. AI is going to be a great tool to to use in your day to day job. You're going to be if you're creating content, you can ask this um, content creator in your in your back pocket to to make your life easier. It's going to create you know so many things. Um, if you're a coder, I, I tried to code for my website um, a compound interest calculator, and it literally did it in seconds. It's amazing. So definitely that's one for the future, AI automation. And think how can you benefit yourself? If you're not using it, then someone else will be. So if, you're, if your job's gonna be replaced, it's not gonna get replaced by AI, it's gonna be, it's be replaced by someone using AI. So that's one of the things. So that's almost a scary one to start with, but it's, yeah, it's, it's an important one. So from some of the themes that we talked about in the last year's video in 2020, prediction for 2022, change is happening quicker than ever. And this is the same theme. This is the, this is still, it's still happening. I mean, we're in the fourth industrial revolution. So these is gonna be a convergence of new technologies coming in together. And this is gonna be massive. So we're gonna move, we're moving from an information age to a knowledge age. So we had the agricultural age, we had the industrial age, then we had the kind of com the computing age with information, information at our fingertips with the internet, and now we're moving to a different age. This is a kind of a mindset shift that we have to get around, and we're moving to a knowledge economy where you can learn to do anything. You can learn to write a book. I wrote a book, Millennial Money Mindset, and one of the courses I took was from Udemy, and I just picked up that course, and she was um, a Cambridge professor who taught this at Cambridge, 
taught um, writing at Cambridge and she's put a course on Udemy and she gives the same lectures to someone on Udemy paying £20 to someone who studies at Cambridge University who has to go through a whole load of criteria to get there. So we have more information than ever and this is great news if you can use it for your benefit but on the flip side this can be quite scary if you yeah this if this can is this going to outsource your job and we're closer than ever we are a global world and this information is accessible for anyone around the world if even if you're in india or islington so it's going to be yeah it's going to be kind of in, interesting time so that's kind of number one and kind of number two with changes happening faster than ever before. And this is a continuing theme from 2022, and it's gonna continue into 2023. So the next topic is energy. So energy has been a topic for last year as well, but it's gonna continue. Essentially, the demand for energy is increasing. So we're using laptops more than ever before. We're using, um, we wanna travel faster. We're using more kind of goods, consumer goods than ever before. And the world, if you think of countries like India, China, they're using more um, technology, they're using more um, cars, they're using you know all this energy. They're, they're getting more and more hungry using energy. And this is a, a global demand is increasing for energy. And the supply of energy, easy access energy, has been decreasing, especially for, with the, with, Russia, essentially a, a huge energy source there, has with a war in Russia and, U and Ukraine, a lot of that supply has been reduced. And as if you've ever studied econ economics, if the demand increases and the supply decreases, that's going to increase prices. But on a flip side, another, um, if you understand the USA, the, the USA used to be a huge importer of energy. So if you think back to the Iraq war and that was basically down to oil or they say it was um, a st stability in the area but Iraq was a huge exporter of oil and um, uh, USA essentially wanted to control that area that region and which is why they that was down to the the Iraq war and essentially but what has happened um, since then in the last five ten years there's been a discovery of shale gas which is kind of fracking and this is onshore gas which has revolutionized the USA energy determination so essentially they used to be a net importer of oil and now they're even they're thinking of exporting oil so there used to be huge amounts of LNG which is le uh, liquid natural gas terminals that were set up on the ports of USA as um, to import it was originally going to import energy gas um, or oil into the country but since this shale gas has been found they're net exporters of gas so, which is crazy you would never have expected that 10 20 years ago and so this is huge so this is yeah, going to have a big impact. So the other area of energy that we should be looking at is renewable energy. And if this can keep up with the reduction of coal, so coal power fire stations are reducing and essentially coal creates huge amounts of CO2 releases and a lot of um, developed countries like Germany, they switched off coal fire power stations. They have now turned a lot of them back on. But essentially they want to reduce the use of 
carbon uh, intensive um, energy and switch it to renewable energies. And this is going to be a huge shift in 2022 and into 2023. So in 2022, there was a record amount of wind energy in the UK. And this is huge. So um, I've got some figures here, but it's, but um, the amount of energy. So 26.8% of UK energy source in Great Britain was produced by wind in 2022. And that was huge compared to gas, um, which if you think about, um, if you turn your taps on at, um, it, when you cook, that's natural gas. A lot of that comes from the North Sea or Norway or Russia. So that, that produces the um, total generation by source for UK is 38.8%. And so essentially wind energy is going to uh, increase a huge amount. So there's a lot, huge amounts of offshore wind energy which is coming online in 2022 and 2023. And this is hopefully going to overtake um, coal which is reducing in the UK. So that's number two, essentially energy uh, energy um, usage is going to increase. Um, energy uses increase and the supply of energy. So this is going to be interesting to see what happens in 2023. And another thing we'll be talking is how we store that electricity. If we can store the problem with electricity, you can't store it. So when it's generated, it has to essentially get get used up instantly. I used to work in um, for Shell Energy, and we worked on. I worked on the gas side. I used to trade natural gas. Buy. I used to buy and sell millions of pounds worth of gas each day. And the problem with electricity is you can't store it. But there's huge amounts of investment going into storage of electricity and energy and if we can store that energy then that's kind of a golden bullet that we can that we can solve but that still hasn't been done effectively or cost effect cost efficiently so that's going to be a big theme in 2023 and there's a number of different um, ways you can kind of play this out you can try and switch your energy to such as a consumer you can try and find the cheapest gas or cheapest energy supplier, that's going to save you hundreds if not thousands of pounds. There are other companies I really like, um, um, a, a few energy players um, that you, essentially you can buy. Don't, As we say, always say in this channel, don't buy single companies. Ten, you can buy um, um, kind of funds or trackers. So have a look at com commodities, which might be might be interesting, kind of a gas uh, commodity player, LNG shippers. These might be interesting. Wind um, producers, um, but yeah, there's this might be a, an interesting theme in 2023. And higher prices not will knock on to um, inflation. So inflation is the spending power in your back pocket. So inflation expectations expectation is is expected to come down in 2023, which is good news. But it's not coming down to any time, anything like two or three years ago, where energy um, central banks have a, a target of around 2% of inflation. So we're likely to be in a high inflation environment for a number of years because of the high energy costs, supply chain problems still with the coronavirus, um, Ukraine war. But the main reason for inflation is the printing of money. This is one thing they're not talking about in the in the press, in the comment, in the comment commentators. Yeah, it's, 
375 billion pounds of um, money was printed by the um, Bank of England and even more for with that in the USA after to try and get through um, coronavirus to try and put people on when people putting to pay for people going on further huge amounts of money was printed and this is going to have a knock-on effect in inflation so inflation is essentially the purchasing power of money. So essentially how much for your weekly shop, how much can you pay with 20 pound, with 30 pounds? And the price of goods in the UK and all around the world has increased. So this has, this is gonna have an impact on the UK economy. So what central banks have done all around the world, they've increased inflation. And this is the borrowing power. This is the borrowing cost, sorry, of money. So um, we've lived since the 2008 financial crash where interest rates were dropped down to near zero and negative interest rates in places like Japan. This is, we've been in the low interest rate in, in environment for many years, for a decade and now interest rates have risen, the costs of borrowing money has increased, and this is gonna have a knock-on effect to businesses. So the costs of borrowing money, so if a business wants to expand, they, they can borrow money. So for instance, if Tesco's wanna build a new, new shop, a new superstore, they can essentially purchase this new shop using borrowed money. So they would go to a bond, they would have it's what they call corporate bond, and they would lend money and they pay it back over 10, 20 years time. But the cost to do that has increased with this interest rates. So this means that businesses might not expand because of this, this increased cost. So Tesco, to use this example, may not decide to build that new shop, may not build that, um, or uh, a business might not expand to because of this rising cost, and because of that, there's not going to be jobs to build those um, that that new shop. There's not going to be people paying for goods, and there's not going to be you know in, people being employed, which is increasing tax, and this is going to have a knock-on effect in the economy where people, if people aren't employed, then they're not going to pay for services, and this can basically be be like a downward spiral. This can be a negative thing for the economy. So high interest rates can have a bad, can have an impact on the GDP. So that's the inflation, the printing of money, supply chains, the increase in interest rates. So, and another thing to, to note, but gov governments do benefit from high inflation. This is another thing that commentators are, are missing in, in um, out there. I, I haven't even seen this mentioned once, but governments benefit from high inflation because it erodes their government debt. So debt is borrowed money and governments all around the world, especially in developed countries, have huge amounts of debt um, that they've borrowed over um, decades and essentially they need to pay back this debt. And it's essentially like a hangover. They've drunk too much and the hangover is from, from borrowing too much. From the good times, they've basically borrowed over leveraged and they now need to pay back this debt. And high inflation erodes this debt. So imagine if you've got, I don't know, a million pounds on your on a government, um, it's gonna be much more than this, but um, a million pounds, and that's getting eroded 10% every year by inflation. So that, that debt is essentially um, reducing in real terms. So this is a good thing for a government, and which is probably why the governments, which um, are the central banks' bosses, 
held off from increasing interest rates for so long and then we've got this kind of knock-on effect of inflation which is affecting people real time um, as you go out to the shop people are feeling the pinch in your wallet and your handbags all over the up and down the country so if you're in a fixed um, salary for instance if you're a teacher or a nurse or a fire uh, fighter then and you've got a set wage every you know set salary this is even if you get a one percent rise if inflation's at two percent you're effectively getting a nine percent pay cut and this is really painful for a lot of people and this is going to have a knock-on effect on the economy so if yeah if that means that people aren't going if people are feeling poorer they're not going to go out and spend that luxury they're not going to go and have that takeaway takeaway which is going to have you know create jobs for the people in that restaurant if they're not going to go out and spend money then people in shops aren't going to get employed and this is going to have a, a negative effect on the, on the economy so i've got some more facts here um and so essentially the gdp growth so it's expected so i did a bit of research and so the U, this is really feeling a pain in the uk um so the um, the IMF, the, in, the International Monetary Fund, um, did a forecast for GDP growth in 2023. So quarter, Q, quarter four versus um, percentage versus, versus quarter four um, growth from 2022. So the UK economy is expected to um, be reduced um, GDP growth, which is obviously bad news for the economy. Canada is expected to grow 3%, USA just under 3%, Japan just under 3%, France is just under, sorry, one, sorry, let me correct that. So Canada just under one, just over 1%, USA just under 1%, Japan and France just under 1% growth. And the world economy, which is what I was reading previously, is going to grow by 3%. So that's pretty, um, pretty meager um, economic growth around the world. And but the UK lagging behind just under growth of a negative one percent, and this is down to a lot of things, but mainly Brexit. People in the commenters, commentators in the media, not talking about how much of an impact Brexit having. If we're not doing deals with Europe with our kind of counterparties, then this is this is obviously a negative growth. People, if people aren't we're not exporting our goods anymore. If it's the the red tape to sell goods in the UK. This is going to have an impact on the economy. If people aren't visiting um, Europe, if people aren't visiting from Europe to the UK, this is a negative impact on the economy, and this is all going to have uh, a negative impact. So, what can you do to mitigate this? So, it's great news as an investor. You can invest all around the world. So, don't just get caught up on in the UK economy. So, here in the UK, we get kind of home bias. We can think of just investing in the FTSE 100, which is the 100 biggest shares, 100 biggest companies all um, that the UK on, listed on the UK stock, stock market. But we can invest all around the world, which is amazing. Look at India, look at China, look at Brazil. There are huge amounts of growth. Malaysia, Indonesia, Nigeria, ma massive growth in, in these areas. As an investor, it's so easy to put your money in these kind of growing areas. This is higher risk, but also higher reward and a much, you need a much longer kind of time frame for these kind of growing countries to, to grow and, and kind of mature. And there might be a bit of volatility as well. So if you look at Russia as well, which is also is known as kind of an emerging market, this with the war, obviously if you're, if you own, 
Russian um, companies in the, in the Russian stock market. That's going to be that's going to be hammered ma- mainly because of the war and it's not trading. It's there's a sanctions on Russia, for instance. So yeah, it's going to have a massive impact on if you're a Russian share owner shareholder. That's going to have a big impact. So there's risk with these. Um, emerging markets with these less um, kind of stable countries like <clears throat> USA, UK, Australia, for instance. So just just to be aware, but there's huge opportunity there as well. So yeah, interest rates we talked about. So higher cost to borrow, so less business opportunity. So less businesses are going to grow and expand, especially in the UK. So let's move to house prices. So house prices, another one. So I did a video about house prices that are looking like they're gonna crash. I did a lot of research and speaking to the commentators and I think house prices are gonna crash. One of the biggest opportunities I see is in commercial property. So commercial, there's two types of property that you can invest in. So if you can invest in retail, uh, so residential, where people live, the roof over your head, that's what's talked about in, in right move. If you look at the kind of, um, Halifax, um, these um, nationwide, these kind of um, um, indexes that are always talked about. But what is not talked about is commercial property, and there's huge opportunity in commercial opportunity. So if you're, there's gonna, I think if you think come back to supply and demand, supply and demand, supply and demand, especially in property. So. If you think of the supply in London, especially huge amounts of building works being going on, just take um, a bus around London. There's so much building work going on. All these offices being that have been built over the last 10, 15 years, and the supply of offices, the, sorry, the demand for people in offices has dropped massively. So many people are working from home today. You can do so many jobs today can be done at home. So if you're a lawyer, if you're in publishing, if you're if you're in any kind of um, a call center, a lot of these work can actually be done before. So the pandemic has kind of fast tracked a lot of these work has been that can be done from home really easily. You can do it from a laptop and a good internet connection, which means that you don't need to go to the office. People go to the office now, maybe once or twice a week, down from five times a week. So the n- number of bums and seats has reduced massively, and that's all over London, and that's all over the world. So the the pandemic has it's it's meant that people can now do business from using Zoom, using Teams, just using a telephone, using a laptop connection, and this is meant this is a knock on effect to um, commercial property, especially off- office building office buildings and and if you think of all those people that don't need to travel into London there's going to have an impact on services that are servicing these offices office workers so if you think of everyone who goes into the office might buy a sandwich they might go to the gym they might go to drinks after work and this is going to reduce massively and this is going to have an impact on commercial property so another but saying that on the flip side I love using a flip side on commercial property. We all buy stuff online now, so think of Amazon. So this all needs to be stored somewhere and warehouse space, there's be a huge demand for warehouse space. So I, I'm i an author, my book Millennial Money Mindset, I have print on demand and this, these books need to be stored somewhere. They're stored in an Amazon warehouse somewhere. Um, I don't need, they're not stored in my house anymore, which is brilliant. 
But if you're at home, say for instance, go buy my book, Millennial Money Mindset, click a button, and somewhere in the UK, there's a book there on a shelf that will be that will be sent to you in your in the mail. You can do it in a day, actually, if you use Amazon um, Fast Track service, and that will be in your hands in a day. But that book has to be stored somewhere, and this is all warehouse space, so this costs money. And but you, as an investor, can can invest in the warehouse space, and that's something to be aware of. So I do think there's going to be a crash in retail property, especially in London. I think London has been overpriced for so long and people can work from wherever. People can work in Devon for two days a week and then go and rent in London for two days a week or three days a week. And you don't need to have that demand of living in London anymore. And that's going to have an impact on the residential property. So another factor, I think, is a demographic. So which is the population. So I'm a geographer, I studied geography at university, and one of the things you look at is demographic trends. And so what are people doing? How many people are around the world? So there was a huge milestone in 2022, and that was the world population reached 8 billion people, which is crazy, 8 billion people all around the world. And this is basically meant that the, um, looking at demographics, and this is going to affect businesses. So, demographics are you're looking at demographics. Think of it like the baby boomers. So, baby boomers were the people born in 1945 on to the 1950s after the Second World War. There's a huge amount of people after people wanted to have children after the war. They came back from war and said, "Actually, I don't want to um, want to just have a settled settled life." And there was a huge influx of people being born around this time, and these baby boomers in 2023 are now retiring. So look at what baby boomers are buying. Maybe this is um, health, um, they're looking for health trends. Looking, Maybe they're, they're looking to go on cruises. Maybe, maybe they wanna have more holidays. Maybe they're playing more golf and having more leisure time. And this is gonna have an impact on your investments. So it's worth thinking about the demographics. In This is mainly in developed countries where USA, UK, Australia, Europe, where they have this kind of baby boomers. In, say, for instance, China, look at their demographics. They had a policy called a one-child policy in the 60s, where they were only, they were, the government restricted more than one child being born. So this has had a huge impact. There's many people now in their 20s, 30s, 40s, who just have one, um, they don't have any brothers or sisters, they're just that, that one person in that family. And this is going to have an impact. It's kind of, they call it the, the little emperor syndrome, where this, their children, they put all their eggs in one basket, essentially. They want to have this child. Um, they give all the investments to that child. They give all the education, all their time, all their um, love and attention into this one child. And this is going to create kind of a huge, um, kind of, I guess, um, like an A-type personality, an A-type personality where they're kind of driven and actually want to prove themselves to their parents. And this is going to be quite interesting in China, which is one child, how this kind of one-child policy experiment kind of um, what happens with this one-child policy, how it develops. So that's interesting. Another factor, I think we we talked a lot about Bitcoin on this channel, millennial money mindset. But I think Block, the blockchain technology is actually going to create businesses in 2023. They're actually going to create businesses that are going to solve meaningful problems. So 
Bitcoin had a horrible year in 2022. It kind of took a battering. NFT took a battering because there was so much hype, kind of a lot of scams that were kind of built up um, that didn't actually have intrinsic value in um, in the factors into the price. But blockchain is going to ha- actually start solving meaningful problems. Web 3.0, where you have this ownership of Web 3.0. I've got a video on what is an NFT, what is Web 3.0. Have a look at that if you're, you want to know more information on, on that. But yeah, I think blockchain is actually going to solve meaningful problems. So look at kind of companies that are set up using blockchain. This is going to be an interesting theme going 2023 and beyond. It's the way I think of it, it's, it's like when double entry bookkeeping was invented in the Renaissance period in the 16th century. Essentially, blockchain technology is like triple entry um, bookkeeping. It's going to be a huge, um, it's going to enable a lot of businesses to create and solve a lot of problems. And this is going to be really exciting. So another thing, oh, cannabis would be another thing that I'm thinking of. So uh, cannabis stocks might be quite an interesting theme in 2023. So Canada has now legalized it. There's a number of states in the USA legalized it. It's going to happen. It's going to be legalized in the UK. There's a number of different, go around London, there's these um, CBD shops. Uh, is it CBD? Um, I don't even know what it stands for, but it's essentially like the cannabis, but it doesn't have the... TBC basically doesn't give you the high of a cannabis, but this is they sell sell these as kind of like um, uh, they reduce your anxiety. In this is in the UK anyway. In can in Canada, cannabis is totally legal. It's totally normal to go and smoke cannabis at your local shop. I've got a friend in Canada. He just says there's they just sell it at local kind of um, store, just a local you know local supermarket. It's obviously been legalized in um, Netherlands for many years in Amsterdam. But I think 2023, there's a lot of companies that are going to do well out of this now that it's going to kind of almost legalize. Before, the, these companies couldn't make couldn't make uh, a profit because of, the, say, for instance, in the USA, even though it's legalized in a number of different states, uh, California, for instance, it couldn't compete with the the illegal business because the illegal business had so many established supply chains they had their customers already sorted and legal businesses that are now selling cannabis couldn't compete with them because they've got to pay for taxes and they've got to be um, regulated highly regulated cannabis this new um, industry and they couldn't compete with the illegal business but as the illegal business is kind of closed down and the legal side of this takes over these companies are actually going to start make a profit and actually it's going to be looking start interested it's going to be looking quite interesting so that's another thing that i think is going to be interesting india i think i'm a big fan of india i've shares in India that's going to be a huge growth area I think if you're looking to take a bit more risk have a that would be a great way to diversify your portfolio into India huge young population massively they're going to I think they've reached a billion people in India massive educated population can speak English huge um, technology base huge service base yeah I think I think India would be a great one great way to invest I think in the UK, I think it's going to be a K-shaped recovery. So the rich are going to get richer and the poor are going to get poorer. And unless the government step in and take action, a conservative government, this is going to, um, conservative government is set, essentially is set up for the rich to get richer and the poor to get poorer. 
This is going to lead to a lot of animosity. It's going to lead to a lot of strikes. It's going to lead to a lot of protests. This is all going to increase. I think I said this in 2022. Uh, that will happen in 2022. Look at all the strikes that are happening. Basically, every public sector area is striking. It's going to go on. It's going to continue into 2023 as well. The government are trying to ban protests. They've got. There's got um, a protest. Um, ban in the House of Lords as we speak. I think it's happening today. And they're basically trying to outlaw people protesting, which is absolutely crazy. I th I'm not going to get too much into politics today, but the basically Conservative government are trying to outlaw people protesting, which I think is a fundamental human right. But yeah, that's the kind of craziness, this, the dystopia world we live in at the moment. So to sum up, let's go quickly through the strengths, the weaknesses, the opportunities and threats. So the, the strength, so we're in a new industrial revolution. Things are going to happen faster than ever before. So this is a, no better time to live than today. Look at, if you want to start, if, you, if you're thinking, no, I can't afford to invest, look at some of these growth areas. Get Find a job in these areas. Where I started my investment, I started in shipping in the 2000s. Look at the kind of, the, where China was just opening up. It was a booming business, a booming industry. And it makes so much life so much easier. It makes getting promoted so much easier if you're in a booming industry. Compared to that to when I was in, when I got made redundant in 2015, where the gas industry was in in dismal times because there was so much um, so much supply. Obviously, it's now in 2022, 2023, the, but, um, the gas industry is booming again. But I got made redundant at that time because the, um, it was it was bad times in the gas industry, the energy industry. So look for these areas of, of opportunity. Look for where you can learn new skills. It's never been easier to learn new skills, learn to invest, learn. Um, as we said, there's, it's never been easier to get a course on Udemy there. I've got a course on how to invest on Udemy. It's never been easier to learn how to do a new skill. The world is getting better globally. So although we talked loads of stuff about kind of the downside of the world, and more people are coming out of poverty, more people can read and write, more people have access to clean water, more people have access to education. We're living longer. The people today, are, it's, it's going to be likely they're going to live until 100. This is great news. And this is all good stuff compared to imagine living 100 years ago. So even the downsides we talk about today, it's not even in comparison to the downsides to 100 years ago. So the weaknesses we talk about. So the UK economy is slowing. If you're in the UK economy, it's going to be bad times for some some areas of growth uh, in jobs and growth. It's going to be negative growth. The government, I think the Conservative government is a weakness. I think if you look at their policy on paper, it's a disaster going forward. I think if if you're in the going to be in the UK in 10 years time, these policies are just they're abs an absolute car crash. And it's the Conservative government are policies for people in power now and people who are in the ruling classes and the ownership classes rather than the people who are actually working. So I think it's, as we are in 2023, we have a Conservative government, I think is a huge weakness for, and a Brexit as well is a, is a disaster. And yeah, we're feeling the effects of the people who voted for Brexit whenever it was in 2016. So we're feeling the effects of it today. The stats, <laughs> the stats speak for themselves. So 
and in the UK, we're in national mourning. The Queen died in 2022 and we still haven't kind of got over it. We're not really talking about what happened to the Queen, the monarchy, what's going to happen with the monarchy. We have Prince Charles III and we're going to have, yeah, it's a strange world we're living. The, the aristocracy owns a third of the land in the UK, which seems crazy to me. Yeah, we're in a, a kind of a land that is, we've got kind of, um, we're in, we have a kind of a setup which is built for kind of 100, 200 years, 200 years ago, where if we're thinking in the future, potentially what we're going to do with the monarchy, I think would be much better from, in my personal view, take their assets and put it into um, a UK global fund and pay, um, use that to pay for a universal basic income, I think would be a much smarter um, use of resources. Look at to Norway's um, universe, use, look at their, what they've done with their oil reserves, if they've actually used it to support the, um, the people, give much better healthcare, give much better schooling, give much better roads and infrastructure, or Japan have done the same, they've got a huge pension fund, if we could do that with the, the the monarchy, and I think that would be a better use of money. So that's another thing. So that's the weaknesses. Um, property, I think, is going to have a tough time in 2023. But if you're a smart investor, you can swoop in and get a bargain. It's never been a better time to get a bargain in property. So look at opportunity. So sixth, we're in the, the fourth industrial revolution. There's going to be so much opportunity. We're moving from an information age to a knowledge age. There's things like ChatGPT. If you use these tools for your job, these are going to be a massive benefit for you. So there is big problems to solve. So if you're, if these are big, we're in a world of huge problems, and business is all about solving these problems. So you could, you as an individual, could solve these problems and create huge, a lot of huge amounts of value for people's lives. So big threats, China is a big dragon, sleeping dragon. Potentially Taiwan is there. Uh, if they invade Taiwan, that could be huge um, problems. Sri Lanka is another one where India that's a, could potentially be huge threats there. Russia, huge threats, global problems <clears throat> with nuclear, um, the threat of nuclear war. Uh, um, Iran could be another one where they had they they arrested a woman for not wear, wearing their burqa correctly. I think did she did they did they I I, I can't remember the, all the details, but basically it was big protest there because a woman didn't wasn't wearing her burqa correctly or um, something like that, which is kind of seems insane for anyone who is in the kind of modern um, someone living in a city like London or Oxford where I'm living at the moment, which seems like somewhere in the world that could happen where. We're not in an equal world where we're not, you know, women don't have the same rights as men. It seems kind of crazy, but this is the world we're living in. So that could be a huge threat there. Um, energy, the energy crisis could be, uh, could get worse. There could be, yeah, have a cold winter um, in 2023 and don't have the supply. We could have not enough wind blowing that could take up that slack. So there's lots of threats there. Um, another, Thing theme for 2023 is Scotland. So the independence Scotland, Scotland have a huge ace card. They are in a big power position, 
and they, especially with the Scottish National Party, want to be independent country. If you look at Scotland, they're in a much powerful, more powerful position than they have ever been. Look at, they have huge amounts of energy. If they are, um, if they nationalise, if they go independent, the North Sea oil reserves could last decades for if Scotland use it. They have huge amounts of water supply. People don't really talk about this in the, in the media. There's more water in Lake Loch Ness than all of um, all of the water in in England. And water, if you think of a huge threat for around the world, it's the water supply. So we forget how much we need water. I have a a, um, a cup here um, for water, and we we drink it every day. So it's a huge huge threat um, if we don't manage those those resources correctly. And also nuclear power. So Scotland hold the um, the nuclear submarines in the deep um, locks that because they can have um, the submarines can kind of um, it's kind of the best port for them to to be stationed. And if you if Scotland go independent, then this ha this is a knock on effect on the NATO, the North Atlantic Treaty um, Trade Organization, where essentially they have access to the waters and they have um, the they have um, basically if Scotland go independent, they would be out of NATO, and they don't have the um, that would mean that they wouldn't essentially be able to s use the water Scottish waters to um, use the um, essentially tracking Russian submarines. So Scotland independence could be a huge theme for 2023. I think Scotland hold a huge Trump hand. They've got really power position and I don't think England appreciate it. I, I, I consider myself British. My parents are Scottish. Um, I live in England my whole life, but I don't, don't think England appreciate the power position that Scotland hold. So that's me, I'm gonna wrap up. So hopefully this has been useful. Please like, please subscribe, send this to a friend. This is just my thoughts for 2023. I like to hold myself accountable. I wanna give these opportunities to essentially, yeah, to, to see how these pan out. As I said, my prediction in 2021 for 2022 is pretty accurate. So let's see what happens in 2023 and I'll do a, a summary video um, explaining what I got right, what I got wrong, and what I learned. So yeah, my name's Neil Doig. I'm the founder of Money Tips, Tax Investment Property Pension Saving. So we're different. We offer a new and unique solution. We guide, not advise. We offer money coaching to empower you to make your own decisions with money. I've got a book called Millennial Money Mindset. If you want the fruits, you need the roots. Head over to moneytips.org. Tips about two Ps. You've got f loads of free resources there. And I also have online courses. I have this Millennial Money Mindset YouTube channel and Millennial Money Mindset um, podcast. And you might be following me on Money Tips on TikTok. So thanks so much. And yeah, please like, please subscribe, and please tell a friend. Stopped.